The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is going on? Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Welcome into the Overreaction Buffalo Sports Show postgame show brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. My name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. It is so good to have all of you joining me right now on this special morning edition of the overreaction post-game sports show. I got to come up with a name. Like, it's been four years. Like, at some point in time, we've got to land somewhere on this. It's the sports show. It's the bu- overreaction Buffalo. Sp- Sterling is doing the official post-game show for Buffalo Rumblings now on intentional grounding. So, going forward, this shall forth hence be known as the overreaction Buffalo sports show. And by that, I mean until next week when I botch that intro <laughs> again. <laughs> Uh, but it's so good to have every single one of you. Welcome. Happy Victory Monday. Good morning to everybody that is joining me live. Um, yeah, please do me a favor. Like, subscribe, whatever platform that you are watching, that you are consuming this podcast on, whether you are watching me live right now uh, on one of many outlets or you are uh, listening to me in podcast form on Victory Monday, Victory Tuesday, Victory Wednesday, Victory Thursday victory friday and yes there even is a victory saturday if we haven't played yet so wherever this podcast finds you whether it is around a cup of coffee at the gym with your airpods in or on the drive to work or watching me live right now as i always like to say welcome it's good to have all of you this is a recording of a live podcast so if you are in the comment section on youtube uh facebook or twitter please x please understand that uh Uh, I'm not ignoring you. Uh, I'm just basically trying to get through my outline. So if you want to get my attention, I am Super Chat Live on YouTube. Do me a favor, jump over and uh, throw Super Chat in there. It'll glow on my screen and come up and I'll be able to see it. It'll get my attention and all that stuff. But just like two weeks ago, right? Was it two weeks ago? Maybe three weeks ago. I've traded in my cup of brown liquor for a cup of coffee. So this podcast is now finding me as well around a cup of coffee and probably most of you. 
And uh, the Buffalo Bills have marched yesterday into our nation's capital and sacked the Washington Commanders. And we are going to talk all about it. We are going to talk all about it, including my game day experience, which I had a lot of fun. But before we get that madness started, let's hear from our show sponsor one more time because we love ourselves some Market Dominator. We love ourselves some John Spazcheck. Ladies and gentlemen, John Spazcheck. Oh, oh, hello, hello out there, Bills Mafia. This is John Spazcheck, Associate Real Estate Broker with Metro Roberts Realty, also the leader of the Market Dominators Real Estate Team, where we seek to educate, advocate, negotiate, and dominate. I am also the proud sponsor of the Overreaction Sports Podcast by my good friend, Joe Miller, better known as The Voice. Folks, if you are looking to try to navigate this real estate market, you better have somebody representing you who's a winner. And folks, we at the Market Dominators team are ranked in the top, in fact, less than the top 1% of all realtors in Western New York. You know why? Because we use the latest cutting edge technology and strategies to help you win in this market. So if you're looking to win by either buying a house or selling a home, you're gonna wanna reach out to us directly just the way our good friend Joe Miller did when he was looking. Call directly at 716-570-3298. And we will be happy to answer your call and help you navigate in a winning strategy in this real estate market. So we want to wish everyone in Bill's Mafia a happy, safe, and successful week. And one more thing, go Bills. Go Bills, ladies and gentlemen, that is John Spaschek. Do me a favor, if you were in the market to buy or sell a home, please call John, 716-570-3298. The number again, 716-570-3298. Good dude right there, one of my very good friends. But, uh, you know, happy Victory Monday to you, as we talked about. Happy Victory Tuesday. Happy Victory Week. Uh, As John said, I hope this week finds you safe and prosperous and in a joyful mood as i'm sure that it will uh but you know as we're as we as we begin to break down this day as we begin to break down this game you know it it sure feels like the buffalo bills either have found themselves or are really beginning to find themselves right uh and even with that i've got our first super chat of the day uh, this comes out from the Pullout King. It's good to see you. Thanks for being a part of the show, my friend. I'm sure you'll go over it. You will go over it, but I don't. Uh, but I don't. I don't think I'm. I'm. I, he's missing a word there. I don't think the Bills have a, a middle linebacker problem. Go Bills! Next week will be fun and very interesting to see what our defensive game plan is. So the Pullout King is basically saying he's. Uh, it looks like he's saying he's happy with what he's getting from Terrell Bernard. And I'll be honest with you, I think that's a pretty common theme. And it's a theme that I share. I'm in agreement. I think uh, the Bills may have found something in Terrell Bernard. Uh, I am one of the very few, if the if not the only content creator, <laughs> who has uh, effectively uh, called back one of his recent videos where he said that this football team does not have a, uh, a quality starting middle linebacker and basically called myself out on it because I said that. Uh, after the last preseason game and uh, basically, yeah, repented a little bit. Now I'm not at the point. I don't think, you know, we're not, we're not at the point where we're talking about uh, apology forms yet, but I would also at the same time say that we probably need to be patient. 
right? It's been three games. Two of those games he's played very well. One of those games he has played okay, right? The Jets game. There's a lot of season left. There's a lot to be seen. There's a lot to happen. There's a lot to go on. Teams probably aren't yet really game planning for him, which I can pretty much guarantee you after this past weekend against the Commanders. And please forgive me if I say the Redskins once, twice, or seven times. Um, teams are assuredly going to start game planning for him specifically, which is going to change the way he re- we're, you know he plays. It's, we're going to have to see how he responds. But yes, I am going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about the defense. I'm going to talk a little bit about the offense. Um, but pull out King, thank you so much for your super chat. As I was saying, it feels like the Buffalo Bills have either found themselves or are at least be very much beginning to find themselves. There's a settledness. I know that we're, what, three weeks away or, or three, three weeks past, two weeks past the Jets game. And I know that there was a lot of upheaval and there was a lot of disappointment. Me, I was one of them. There was a lot of calling out Josh Allen on basically some mistakes, three in particular that he made. The fumble, you know, the fumble is the fumble is what the fumble was in that Jets game. And I'm not going to talk a lot about the Jets game. What I want to talk about is the fact that even in that game, that Jets game, the team wasn't lost. They didn't lay an egg. There was a marginability of marginality. I don't know. There was there's a measure, if you will. It's early. I'm not used to doing these type of talk shows monologues this early in the morning not that it's super early it's seven but or eight rather um the team wasn't unrecognizable against the jets the the team as a whole even josh allen for the most part other than three throws very similar but against a very difficult defense in the jets very similar to what we're seeing now the buffalo bills last week against the raiders and this week against the commanders agreed those are not those are not very good football teams either of them are the the raiders are what the raiders are and the commanders were on a you know had one or were two and oh coming into this week but i think we can all agree that you know the the commanders aren't exactly you know they're not the chiefs right regardless of that though you're seeing a different buffalo bills team in my opinion you're, you're beginning to see them early settle into kind of what this identity of this team is going to be both offensively and defensively. And I think there's a lot to be hopeful for, and there's a lot to be excited about. Now, the question is, as we have seen this team for the last several years establish an identity by week two, week three, week four, and some of those seasons in the last couple of years, we've seen the Buffalo Bills be able to carry that identity through most of the season. Last year, they got derailed because Josh Allen got hurt. And defenses started playing them a little bit different. And you can you can guess and bet that defenses are going to begin to start playing this offense differently. And NFL offenses are going to start playing against this defense differently. But you've got to like what you're seeing. You've got to like what the Buffalo Bills are putting on film right now. Again, it feels like they're, they're beginning to find themselves. Something I would dare say that after week five of last year, they struggled with. They could not find themselves. They didn't know who they wanted to be. We talked about it last year a lot. Like, what is the identity of this offense? Does anybody know? Like, do they know? But it was a warm and mildly wet day as the Buffalo Bills traveled to the Washington, D.C. area for week three of the NFL season. And they walked out of that building along with me and I would say a third of the stadium. Like, there was a lot of Bills fans there with a 37-3 curb stomping of the Washington Commanders. 
Pardon me while I sip my coffee. The Bills were 1-1 one one after laying to waste the Raiders last week. We know what happened in that game. That was a fun home opener. And they came in clearly prepared uh, this week to, to square off against the, the, the 2-0 Washington Commanders. And what, you know, you've got to consider an upstart quarterback in Sam Howell, who I heard on the NFL Network had not lost up until this point an NFL start, which is something to be said. Like, when you look at what's going on in the NFL, you know, in, in the quarterback situation around the league, you've got the, the top tier of elite guys. You've got a couple guys that are supposed to be elite and kind of upcoming. You got a lot of middling trash, the Jimmy Garoppolo's of the world. And then you've got bad quarterbacks and some rookies. And then mixed in there somewhere is Brock Purdy and Sam Howell, which is fun to watch because these are guys that are not supposed to necessarily be this successful, this good, this early, right? Meanwhile, they are. And what I mean by that is even when you look at you know, Joe Tom Brady, was a was he a six-round draft pick or something like that? Yeah, but Tom Brady came in on training wheels. Tom Brady got forced into action when Drew Bledsoe got hurt, injured on the sideline against the Jets, if I'm not mistaken. Was it Mo Lewis that hit him? And when Tom Brady came in his first couple of years, they put him on training wheels. They are letting Brock Purdy and Sam Howell throw the football and throw it into windows, tight windows, be aggressive with it. It's fun to watch. It's been fun to watch. And Sam Howell, I was excited, incredibly interested to see Sam Howell play in this football game because I haven't, outside of the one preseason game this, this, this past preseason, I haven't gotten a, a really good opportunity to watch Sam Howell play. He's got some moxie. He's got a lot of moxie. He's a good football player. I think he's going to be a good football player. But this day, the weather was kind of a looming concern, right? What was going to happen with the tropical storm, Ophelia making landfall? Would there be wind? Would there be rains? Not today. Not in that game. No wind. It was warm. And there was some on and off drizzle, I would say, misty drizzle, kind of like a, a drenching drizzle, which was annoying more than it was anything else. But, you know, I had an opportunity to attend this football game. Uh, a work trip was kind of like wrapped around it and uh, basically flying into Washington and then flying from De flying to Denver from there. And uh, my work trip got busted. But in the last week, but in the in the midst of all the planning, I, I reached out to Smoker Freddie and I was like, hey, you're going to the, this Washington game. Do you know anybody that's got any tickets? Like has an extra ticket because I am I might be in town. And Dan was like, well, as luck would have it, I have an extra ticket. So I got to go to this football game, and I sat with Anthony from Poncho's Army. LaShawn was there, Warlock. Smoker Freddie, obviously, his wife, uh, Rory Presley, was there. Uh, uh, it, it was, a, it was. It, I think Jordan Poyer's dad sat with us. I mean, there was like 10 of us, so like he was on the other side. But <laughs> there was a lot of us there representing right on the right on the, the rail, right? One-yard line, fifth, like, or, or I should say right field level, like on the 15-yard line. Um, row one is what I meant to say. Like it was a, it was an incredible game day experience as it pertains to experience of the day, having fun, seeing the players up close. It was basically like having field passes for the entire game. Um, it, 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 it and, and the people that I was with the tailgate beforehand, um, it was great. The only, the only downer thing for me is I'm kind of trailing off a little bit here. The only downer thing for me is because of this stupid tropical storm, I changed my flights on Saturday. I was supposed to fly in Saturday and like be a part of the festivities and have fun. And like, you know, because, because the mafia was there, man, like the bills mafia was in the area. I think most of them started getting there on Friday because of that stupid storm. I changed my flight to Sunday morning. So I missed Saturday, which I heard I missed. That's when like most of the weather happened. Uh, but I hit the ground at eight 45 headed straight to the tailgate. Um, 
And the fans of Buffalo tailgate at like nine 30, there was, there had to be 3000 people there already. It was, it was bonkers. Like it was absolutely nuts. Um, but it was, it was such a good time. And if you have not done the whole travel to see the bills play yet and been a part of like the fans of Buffalo thing and been around town, wherever the game is going to be and like join those festivities, I've done that before in several different cities. Uh, you need to do it. It's, it's an experience. It's a lot of fun. It's always a good time. Um, it's great to see Bill's jerseys and Bill's shirts and Bill's hats and red, white, and blue all over a city that basically doesn't wear <laughs> its team's colors. We went to, uh, we, we hit a Canes on the way home. We're 20 minutes away from the stadium. The Bills had just like thump, thumped them. We're in this Canes and it was a brand new Canes that had just opened and the place was slammed with people. It was like Chick-fil-A up on, uh, Walden when Chick-fil-A opened on Walden. It was nuts. Not a single Washington commander's Jersey t-shirt hat anything in the place and we were 20 minutes from the stadium it was crazy and that's not how it is with our bills mafia which we all know and love so if you get a chance all that to say this if you get a chance go to a game now the seats were awesome we were incredibly close it was basically as i said field level the players were right there it was it was a very cool memory it was a very cool moment it was a very cool experience i couldn't see a damn thing I couldn't, there's a crown on the field. So anything on the opposite side of the field, I could absolutely not see. I couldn't see past the players. Like I spent a lot of the times, a lot of the time, like staring at the jumbotrons, especially if they're at the other end of the field. Cause we were, like I said, around the 10, 15 yard line, um, the brain adjustment, right? The brain adjustment from being used to like being up over the field and looking down on the field where you can see everything to being, you know, flat and trying to see through the players this old man brain just I'm sure that if I sat there a bunch of times, if those were my seats, I'd get used to it and I'd like be able to adjust and see. But for the, for the one time it was, it was like, I got a show to do, man. Like I got to talk about this football game. So luckily uh, Dan was able to uh, pull up his iPad and I could, I watched the game back on his iPad on the way back. Cause I rode back, I flew in on Saturday or Sunday and then rode back with Dan smoker, Freddie. Um, and I was able to watch the game uh, on replay uh, on the way home. So, so I got a good feel for what was happening in this football game. And that's when I did most of my notes and my outline and stuff like that, which was fun. But, uh, from that angle, I think the most interesting take that I have from that angle, then I'm, I'm going to get to the game. So I apologize, everybody just hang with me. Um, from that angle, what's interesting is that, uh, what seems like a finely like scripted opera from above, right? There's a lot of finesse and there's a lot of movement and there's a lot of scripted movement and this and that and like guys shifting and disguised coverages and the offense you know doing misdirection and what what seems like a very finely scripted opera from above when you're like above the game looks like absolute chaos at field level with a bunch of gigantic human beings in pads and helmets so they're even bigger than they normally are um but make no mistake it was a riot super grateful for the experience i just had i just had a wonderful time um, and we had wonderful seats that, you know, that, that provided an incredible game day experience and, you know, memories were made. And at the end of the day, that's what this life is about. It's about making memories. Um, and obviously a lot of that fun was provided by the fact that the bills in Sterling furrows terms, dog walked another opponent. <laughs> he said they were going to, if you missed Sterling furrow on the Humpty hotline this past week, he said we were going to dog walk the, the the commanders, and once again, I was a little hesitant. I was a little like, eh, let's maybe we should slow down there, buddy. And he was like, no, no, it's going to happen. They're going to dog walk these guys. And uh, Sterling is on it. The man is on his game right now. Um, and I don't know necessarily what percentage of Bills fans were in the stands, but it was a lot. Uh, and by the time it was thirty to nothing, there were only Bills fans in the stands. And 
again, there was a lot of them. It was incredible. Now to the football game, right? Uh, the Buffalo Bills opened this game with a drive that started a little slow, but ended with a Tyler Bass field goal, which was great to see. It, it, it had feelings the first couple plays, the first two plays of last week's Raiders kind of open, which kind of gave me a no pause at all. I was like, man, it is what it is. If, if they go three and out on this first drive, it's not the end of the world. Um, and obviously repetition, when you feel that, it, it helps you. But then Josh Allen actually faded to our side of the field and threw up what looked to be a prayer. And he, even Dan was like, that that pass, to you, did it to you look like he was just throwing up a prayer? Uh, he throws up a ball to Stephon Diggs, who broke off his route and kind of did a double move because he had time to. And Gabe was right behind him and hit Stephon Diggs for like 30-something yards. It was a great throw. Kept that drive alive. There were a couple other good passes. But uh, the Bills went up 3 nothing early. Uh, you know, and, and effectively, the next two drives by the Washington Commanders were ended by Terrell Bernard. And that's not something I, I would say that I was necessarily prepared to talk about, right, coming into this week. And I don't know that I'm going to – at what point in time, if, if Terrell Bernard continues on this pace, am I going to be prepared to talk about Terrell Bernard every game? Terrell Bernard ended the next two series, next two drives, by the Commanders. He had that beautiful interception where he was fading back, took the ball away completely. Right. And then he followed the next drive up with a sack on Sam Howell. He had himself a day, but so did the defense. And basically, so did the offense. And then immediately after that second one, Allen connects for a TD uh, to Gabe Davis uh, on a 45 yard pass to the left side of the end zone to make it 10 to nothing. That pass by Josh Allen to, to, to Gabe Davis was just. I mean, it's just another one of those that we're going to chalk up as like, did you see that? Like, do you remember that pass that he threw against the Washington command? Like it was just slightly fading back to his right side, comes back to his left and hits Gabe Davis, basically just drops it in a bucket, almost on a rope too. Like it wasn't even, he didn't even put any loft to it. It was just a great, it was a great pass. And I think I may have said this already, but maybe not. I think I said it after three, nothing. The bills effectively after it was 10, nothing, never looked back it just it, they just never looked back at that point in time there isn't there isn't a ton of stuff to talk about in this football game because the bills actually executed in dominating fashion now while the score and i'm going to talk about this in a second didn't necessarily like you know put everybody in a security blanket 16 to nothing is still a two possession game i had to remind a couple of people yeah but that 16 was four like four scoring possessions the Bills scored four times in that 16 to nothing then they got a little bit closed out in the, in the third quarter, but the defense held strong. We're going to talk about that. But the Bills gave you a lot to like in this football game. They give you a lot to like. Whether the run game, it was great to see Josh Allen actually have a 10-yard touchdown run his first one this season. I want to see more of that. I don't want to see it. I don't want to, I don't want to see it on the 30, on our own 30. I don't want to see it on our own 45. But inside the 10, I'm a big I'm a big believer that the problem that the Bills had in the red zone last year was Josh Allen, the lack of a threat from Josh Allen running the ball. Because if the defense inside the 10-yard line have to account for him running at them, it's a problem for them because they're going to lose track of somebody else. And and he Josh yesterday in that run that he had was he had nothing but open field in front of him. It was incredible. But they gave you a lot to like in this game. The run game, Josh and his new desire to take what the the, the defense gives him. The takeaways from the defense, the sacks from the defense, they tackled well in this football game. 
And the only minor blemish that some people might, you know, uh, but Josh Allen, he threw an interception, right? I would tell you this. It was a point of conversation post-game yesterday. Josh Allen drops back at third and 20. I don't remember what the field mark was that he was on, where he was necessarily on the field. And he heaves a ball downfield, and he gets intercepted at the 16-yard line. Gabe Davis, who's thrown it to Gabe Davis. Oh, there goes Josh Allen again with another one of them stupid interceptions and hero balls and blah, 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 blah. That's different. That is completely different. That ball that Josh Allen threw, that interception that he threw at third and 20, is a, a completely different conversation at that point in the game, what the score was, how the defense was playing. Completely different conversation than when you're up by 10 points in a semi kind of like undecided game, then this game still has some place to go. You're rolling out third and seven. The first down marker is right in front of you, which means the first down is right there to take, and you do the same thing. It's completely different. You heard, you've heard the term, rather, it's basically a punt. And that one in this football game against, against the commanders was basically a punt, and it was a well-placed punt. It put the commanders inside their own 20. Now, if Josh did that and it was first down in a game where the commanders were playing well and were kind of having their way on offense against the Bills and Josh is effectively trying to make something happen and put the game away as fast as he can, we got to get some points right now. That's hero ball. That's different. If it's second down and two and Josh does it, there's maybe a little more room because it's like, well, we are short down in distance. It's an opportunity to take a shot. Sure. If it's third down and one and Josh is rolling to his left or his right and the first down's right there and he throws that ball, that's a mistake. Big time mistake. But in this situation, in this case, situational football tells you that this is not bad. Like this is actually, you know, it, it was it's okay to do that there. It's, a, it, it's effectively a punt. I've got a note in here for Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Terry McLaurin, Sam Howell, Brian Robinson Jr., Nothing to go with it. I think the reason that I've got this note is, you know, when you think about these names, these are some pretty good names. Like the 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 the, the commanders are not without decent players. Now they're not stacked. Their roster isn't stacked like the Bills roster, like the Chiefs roster, like other rosters around the NFL. But they've got a good roster. They've got good guys on this football team. They got good coaching. But at the end of the day, it wouldn't be the day for the commanders. Story of this football game, and a bunch of you in the comments have already kind of said it, right? Are we going to talk about the defense? Are we going to talk about the defense? Are we going to talk about the defense? Let's talk about the defense. Well, here we go. Let's talk for a couple minutes about the defense. I'm going to give you some stats. I'm going to do the dude awards, and I'm going to read your tweets. Defense wins championships, and to me, this is the story of this football game. Right now, what McDermott has this defense doing is a lot of fun to watch. And it's, dare I say, exciting to, to kind of think about what this defense could potentially be as this season progresses. Despite a dominant offensive performance with the Bills scoring four times, right? The reality is, is they were only up two possessions. I just talked about it at the half. At, at the point of halftime, there wasn't really a feeling amongst the mafia as fans and any of us that this game was somehow in doubt, right? You didn't look at 16, nothing. And you didn't say, mm, man, the, the Washington commanders are getting the ball back. 
after halftime, they get the, they get the first possession and we're only up two possessions and blah, blah. I'm not saying that it couldn't have happened. I'm not saying that it couldn't, that the commanders couldn't have come out after halftime, made some adjustments and gone right down the field and scored. We've seen it happen before, but none of us had the feeling of, Oh no, here we go. Right. And it was by and large because of the way the defense was playing, they were hungry. They were taking advantage of opportunities and the bills offense was somewhat capitalizing on those, on those, opportunities that the defense was taking those takeaways sacks another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. At halftime, the game, in my opinion, was never in doubt. Not only because of the defense, but also because of the run game. Like, James Cook was cooking. However, when it was still 16 to nothing at the end of the third, there may have been some panic in some of you, right? Oh, the defense is still playing good. The offense has stalled a little bit. However, at some point in time, you got to feel that commander's offense is going to like, you know, to Eric Bieniemy over there, right? They've got a good offensive coordinator. They've got some playmakers. Terry McLaurin is no slouch. And while we don't know much about Sam Howell, the reality is, is he has proven that he can win in this league and throw the football. So there may have been a, a moment of panic in you. I didn't feel it. Absolutely did not feel any moment of panic. End of the third quarter. Commanders have it, the ball at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Taron Johnson punches the ball away from Gibson. And that was the end of it. It was right after that that Josh Allen goes down and runs in his 10-yard run. And basically, any hopes, any dreams, any type of you know uh, thoughts that the commanders had at that point in time of, of, of being a part of this football game were basically just crushed into oblivion this defense right now has guys playing at very very high levels they they were the story of this football game guys that you expect to play well greg Rousseau, matt milano micah hyde jordan poyer hyde at an interception daquan jones is playing well these are guys that you expect these are guys that we expect basically from what we've seen over the last couple of years these are the guys that carry this defense these are the guys that are good right but we're also getting great play from guys that maybe we didn't expect. Guys like Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver, I heard, made the statement that he was going to outplay his new contract, and you could argue that the last two games since the fourth quarter of the Jets game, he kind of is doing that. He's playing very, very good football, and I've been a wild critic of Ed Oliver and that signing, that re-signing. Not wild. I've been outspoken as have most content creators. There's not many content creators out there or beat guys that have been like, oh, we got to get this guy back in the house, right? But you're getting good, solid play from Ed Oliver. Leonard Floyd is a guy that, I'll be honest with you, I didn't have a ton of hope for. All the conversation, as much as he's got stats there, you know, you read different things, what his stats were the last couple of years and, you know, garbage garbage time sacks and yada yada this. And he had his best, you know, he had his best, uh, seasons when he was opposite um, 
uh, Von Miller, which, you know, is going to happen, but it's just a matter of time. And, and what are we going to get from Vaughn when he comes back? Are they going to be at full strength? But Leonard Floyd is making a difference on this defense before Vaughn Miller has even put on the, like the Jersey and got on the field. Christian Benford is a guy that we were all relatively surprised is the starter. Oh, Christian Benford. Not that we were upset with it, but we've got Dane Jackson on this football team. We've got a number one draft pick in, in uh, Kair Elam. Meanwhile, Christian Benford is the guy that's on the field all the time, playing well, playing very good. AJ Epinesa last week, uh, Savage Trish, who runs the social media for Overreaction, put out like, like Epinesa made a play. And she's like, oh, my God, Epinesa showed up during a game in the regular season. And he had himself a game yesterday. And then I don't even know where to begin on Terrell Bernard. And it's interesting for me to see and hear different shows talk about how Terrell Bernard is the 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 new age linebacker that is basically a converted oversized safety. Like this is somehow going to become a thing. I've heard in the last couple of weeks how defenses are getting smaller and faster. They're they're getting away from being big giant mammoth huge people. Like they want them to. So like this, this, this trend that the Buffalo Bills are on is somehow where the league is going. I don't know that I agree with it yet. We're going to see pump the brakes a little bit. It's early, but I like it. Terrell Bernard had a how you like me now type of game. He had an interception early that made a difference. He had, what, two sacks. He had a fumble recovery. He had a bunch of tackles. I saw a meme. I reposted it on uh, Twitter that, like, the stat line that he had, I think, either in that game or so far this season, I think it was in that game, has not been done by any linebacker in the NFL or any player in the NFL since Brian Urlacher. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, there's a, there's a positive comp. <laughs> I'm not exactly ready to say that Terrell Bernard is Brian Urlacher. But my goodness, this kid, man, how you like me now, right? Two interceptions on the season. The kid is playing lights out football and having fun doing it. And I agree with the stuff that I saw where people were just basically tweeting out and posting on social media that it's clear that the other players have confidence in him. When you see Josh Allen dapping him up, you see the guys chest bumping him and kind of like making it a point to be over like and connecting with him on the play that he's had on the field. It's been great. But this defense is playing inspired and confident football right now. They're Again, it feels like this team is finding itself. But this is exactly what we want this team. I, I said that wrong. This is exactly what this team needs, is how I want to say that. To get over kind of that playoff hump, right? They need to be playing good defense at the end of the year. And playing good defense at the end of the year starts generally with finding out what you're good at at the beginning of the year. I just don't feel like the Bills ever did that last year. They had Von Miller, and Von Miller made a lot of great plays, and then all of a sudden Von Miller was gone, and kind of so was the defense. And now they're doing all of this, and they're playing this way without Von Miller. So then you basically take this defense that's playing well, and in, in a couple weeks, hopefully we're going to add Von Miller as kind of like the cherry on the top of this thing. But this is exactly what this team needs to get over the hump, to get over the, the proverbial playoff hump, right? 
and it's exactly what we're going to need next week as the Dolphins come into town who just puts who just put 70 points on the Broncos. <laughs> I don't want to ruin I don't want to ruin uh victory Monday. So just put that put that Dolphins thing just out of your mind. 70 points is atrocious. That was se- a, 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 an NFL football team scoring 70 points is more about the defense they were playing and the team they were playing than it is about how good they are on offense. Oh, but Joe, they didn't have Jalen Waddle. I know. And if they had had Jalen Waddle, I don't agree that it may have been 90. It may have been 55. I don't, I don't know. But when you watch some of those replays for that Broncos game, the Broncos Dolphins game, that was that was more about the Broncos than it was about the Dolphins. Regardless of that, the Dolphins have been a challenge for the Buffalo Bills. They beat them twice last year, lost once in a game where they had a crap ton of offensive yards. Josh Allen threw for 400 yards in that game. I think they had 500 or 500 something, 550 yards of total offense against the Dolphins and lost. But let's just, let's just, let's not talk about that game yet. Let's, let's at least get to what, get to Wednesday before we start talking about the, the Bills Dolphins in Buffalo. Stats for this football game real quick. Let me give them to you as I navigate over to my other page. Team stats, play-by-play, box score. That's what I'm looking for. Josh Allen was 20 of 32. Another good high completion percentage day. Was he just under 60%? No, maybe not great then. So was he, no, he's just under what, 63%, something like that. Uh, 218 yards, one touchdown, one interception. James Cook, 15 carries for 98 yards. Had a very, from where I sat, very quiet game. However, when you watch that game back in a replay, he was very good. I think he averaged like 6.5 yards a carry. Josh Allen was three for 46 yards with a touchdown. Loved to see it. Latavius Murray. This dude, Latavius Murray is, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, man. He he is a lot of fun to watch, and it's great having him on this football team. Um, He's got juice. I think I said that last week. I may have said it the week before that. It's amazing to me that this guy at his age, the amount of teams he's played on, doesn't have a bigger market for himself. And he's playing in Buffalo effectively because this is kind of his hometown team. I believe he's from Syracuse, right? And he wants to play in Buffalo because he wants to win here. And, and bro, I'll, I'll take it, man. Latavius, be a part of this team. Five for 15 for a touchdown. Damian Harris, also five for 15 yards. On the receiving side of things, Stephon Diggs had a great game. Eight yards for 111. There was a moment on the sideline when all that was left, especially on our side of the stadium, the Bills side, was all Bills fans. It was crazy how many Bills fans were there. I tried to get it on video, but it was towards the end of the game. And you, I'm sure a lot of you saw last week the the video where Stefan Diggs was singing the, the shout song and kind of like miming the shout song and then like, you know, working the crowd and just having fun with it. Yesterday, he was doing a very similar thing, uh, just working the crowd and waving and and just and at one point put up like the heart, the hand, the hands heart <clears throat> symbol that my daughters do all the time um, that Damar Hamlin does as well. Right. That heart symbol. And it's just it's interesting to me this narrative that is it feels like it's effectively died that somehow he doesn't want to be here this dude loves being here and he loves this fan base and i think what he wants is to just win and i don't think you can blame him you know it's very very similar to what Devonte adams is talking about if you haven't seen any of his post-game comments where he's like look i've been here for a couple of years and uh we're not going in the right direction i'm not saying stefan stefan Diggs didn't do that in public but i would probably tell you that that's getting back to it what happened what basically happened you know a commercial just popped up and totally threw me for a loop there um 
when he had that private meeting with with Sean McDermott, with the rest of the coaching staff, and who knows, maybe Josh was in that room. I don't even know that he was like, look, you like, we need to do something different to win, right? And there's an there's an there's an effect to what's happening right now that Stefan Diggs is comfortable because he believes that this team can win, and it's been great to watch. Gabe Davis one for thirty five and a touchdown. It felt like he was more active in this game than one catch. I know that a couple balls were thrown to him. Uh, that that uh, that he did not secure, and then obviously there was the one interception. But it felt like he had a bigger piece of this game than just one catch. So when I saw that stat line, I was like, "What? He only had one catch." Trent Shurfield two for eighteen, Deontay Hardy two for fifteen. Blah 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 blah. Another game where Josh just basically threw the ball all over the field. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different receivers. I don't know why this keeps happening, but these advertisements keep popping up on my screen, and it's driving me crazy. Um. And then the Washington Redskins, oh, how many, what was there? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There was nine sacks in this football game from the Bills defense. Terrell Bernard had two. Daquan Jones had one and a half. Jordan Poyer had, or I'm sorry, Ed Oliver had one and a half. Leonard Floyd had two back-to-back, if I'm not mistaken. Greg Rousseau had one. A.J. Epinesa had one. A.J. Epinesa also had the pick six. Just absolute incredible. What is going on right now? Why do I keep getting commercials? Stop. <laughs> I'm on ESPN's website that I'm on all the time, and it keeps popping in commercials that are, like, loud in my ears. It's driving me bonkers. So, sorry. I digress. Buffalo's interceptions in this football game. A.J. Epinesa, we talked about. Tredavious White had an interception. Micah Hyde and Terrell Bernard with the interception which was freaking fantastic. Just an overall good football game. The commanders stat-wise, uh, Sam Howell was uh, 19 of 29 for 174 yard, or 170 yards with, what, four interceptions? He was sacked nine times from 45 yards, a loss of 45 yards. Brian Robinson led the day for the commanders, uh, 10 carries, 70, ru- 70 rushing yards. Sam Howell had one for 18, which was a pretty incredible run by that young man. Leading the way for the receivers for Washington, Curtis Samuel, two for 54. Womp womp. Two for 54. That's all that it was. Getting over to the team stats. Um, you know, first downs for the Buffalo Bills 20 to Washington's 15. Uh, what do we got here? Total play 65 to 51 for the Bills. Passing yards, we got that 218, 125. That's after the sacks. Rushing 168 to 105. Penalties, the Bills were six for 45. Their commanders were two for 15. And then obviously the Bills won the turnover battle big time. Time of possession was big in this game. 34 minutes, basically 35 minutes of time of possession for the Buffalo Bills to the Commanders, 25. So those are your game stats. Due to words, and then I'm going to read your tweets. It's all defense all day for me on this, for the due to words. Literally. So for those of you that are somewhat new to the show, especially at this hour, if you just found me, uh, a lot of guys do arrow up, arrow down, thumbs up, thumbs down. I do the due to words, and effectively it's like, dude, great job, dude, good, dude, good job. If, you, if it's good, and then it's like, dude, bro, we got to talk if it's not good. Um, and I think this is the second consecutive week where I don't have any negative dude awards. How about that? My dude awards for this football game, football game go to the defense. Terrell Bernard is obviously going to get my number one dude award. Terrell, he just, we've talked about it this whole day. A lot to be excited for uh, in, in regards to him. Again, let's be patient and see how the next couple, three, four games go. Um, I want to jump 100% all in. Like, I want to dive in head first that he is the guy and he is the answer and the splash plays. Dude, my my Twitter mentions and my text messages lit up yesterday on the drive home with splash plays and this and that. And yes, to all of those things. But there's a lot of football to be played. 
there's a good chance to Jerry Ostrowski's point that he can be big boyed, right, against bigger offensive lines and bigger running backs in the NFL. He's an undersized linebacker that plays instinctively, and right now he's doing it very well. At some point in time, they're going to, like I said, start game planning for him and getting an offensive lineman on him or a tight end to take him out of plays. We'll see how it goes once it happens. He could be, like Matt Milano, he could have had the ability to evade that type of game planning against him. But if you can get him and Milano like working together and kind of like making these splash plays or at least every other, like we saw Milano the last couple weeks and then obviously Terrell Bernard this week, man, good things. All good things. AJ Vanessa gets my second dude award. What, what, I mean, what, what, what a wild interception. It happened somewhat right in front of us. Like Sam Howell's drifting out to his left. Throws a football that he probably had no business throwing. And A.J. Epinesa, with his arms up, just jumps up, grabs it, takes it out of the air, and runs it back for a touchdown. Like, <laughs> dude, where have you been the last couple of years? Because, like, we need more of this from you, bro. And then my third dude award goes to Trey White. Uh, Trey, there's been some conversation and, and talk around Trey still not being 100%. Now, he's 100% physically, but maybe there's some mind hurdles he's got to jump. I'm going to I'm going to offer up the Trey did very very good against Garrett Wilson. Trey did very very good against Devonte Adams. Trey did very very good against Terry McLaurin. You and and he, and he had a pick. As these things happen, right? A very timely important pick, but as these things happen to him, you got to feel like that confidence of who he was is going to come back. And I just love seeing it. I love being able I love being able to talk about Trey White. I love being able to watch Trey White play good football. I think all of us do. I don't think that's abnormal for any of us. But Trey White gets my third dude award. Good job. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. After the game yesterday, from the passenger seat of Smoker Freddy's truck, the Buffalo Bills march into Washington and house the commanders. How are we feeling about this win, Bills Mafia? Reading your tweets tomorrow live at 8 a.m. Hashtag Victory Monday. First one comes from the Binary Sun at the Binary Sun. No time to celebrate. The Dolphins have scored 70 points. <laughs> Can we just give it a couple days, please? I know that it's going to like, it's going to run all the highlight shows, but let's give it a couple days. My guy, Payton at Payton uh, gives me the gif from uh, uh, the a Christmas story, right? With, uh, with, uh, is it a Christmas story? Yeah. With Tim, uh, uh, with Tim Allen, Bernard, right? Bernard. That's the, the gift that I got, which is good. Uh, my guy, Saxa Dave at Saxa Dave. Great win and team performance. We have a functioning O-line and can run. I didn't, even, I didn't even talk about the offensive line. Like the offensive line, we're getting heralded in this game as playing very, very well against a dominant front four, a good front four defensively in the commanders. Thanks for bringing that up, Saxa Dave. 
D-line is finally looking looking like what we've been waiting for the last three uh, three seasons to see. Josh has taken what the defense has given him. Play, uh, Please lose the second and long rushes. <laughs> Fourth and short plays from shotgun. Dude, uh, LaShawn Warlock was losing his mind. It, it, like, losing his mind in the front row. He was like four or five people down for me. Like, uh but he's like, we're making eye contact. He's like, why are we in shotgun on fourth and inches? You've got the biggest quarterback in the league. Fourth and inches, you're in shotgun. Why? Like, and then he tweeted about it, too, which was great. So, uh, Dave, you're in good company there. Uh, Bills Mafia at Bills0327. Still concerned with offense after digs. Nothing consistent, and everything looks hard. I disagree. I would disagree with that from both positions that I watched the game. So, when I watched the game at field level, in the stands and had a hard time seeing, I could see the bills were not having their way, but they were capable of moving the ball somewhat at will. Like the bills weren't on the struggle bus in this football game offensively. I didn't think. And when I watched it back, the replay from, from the game view, like the, the game, the game film, I thought the bills basically did what they wanted. There was just a couple times when they didn't execute when they needed to. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, the commanders are playing defense as well, and they're not a necessarily a slouch defense. Right. So I, I don't know that I follow that. I mean, still concerned with offense after digs. I mean, there's there's opportunity there. Again, they're starting to find themselves. Bills Mafia, thanks so much for being a part of the show. 207 Bills fan at Reed underscore Levine. Wildest dreams land, Mr. Miller. Go Bills. I'm going to retweet that because, yes, it is wildest dreams land. Richard Rush at Richard R. Rush too, my guy. The D was phenomenal. We need that kind of pressure next week. Wait. Wait, Bernard just made another play. <laughs> Hashtag go Bills. That's awesome. Scottish Bills Mafia, Jason at Jason Scott Bills. Uh, the D did what it needed to and gave Howell a lesson. It was great to watch Bernard and uh, and company with all those sacks and turnovers. We need more Cook and more from the other wide receivers. Steph can't do it all. James Cook had a good football game. He had 98 yards rushing. He averaged 6.5 yards of carry. I know he had a 30-yarder in there, but he had a good football game. Did Kincaid get pulled after a second penalty? I actually didn't notice that. I'll have to check it again on the next replay the next time I watch it today. Tough day for the rookie. Jose whosoever 77 underscore 777 at Jose underscore whosoever. Sheer dominance. Oh, and we have yet to see Von Miller play. Go Bills. Hashtag wildest dreams land. Hashtag go Bills. Gets a repost for me. Karen, hashtag go Bills. Hashtag let's go Buffalo at go Saber, Sabres Bills. Love the complete team game. D was on fire. O was cooking. Hashtag go Bills. Hashtag Wildest Dreams Land. Every, I'm, I'm just going to retweet every Wildest Dreams Land tweet from now on. Hashtag Bills Mafia. Now to squish the fish at home. Thank you for being a part of the show. Bills Media 716 at Bills Media 716. If you have a football in your house, just know Terrell Bernard is coming in at some point to take it. <laughs> Dude was everywhere today. What a performance. Miami looks tough, but I'm ready for it. Go Bills. Go Bills. Tom, my guy Tom from the Western New York Beer Trail at WNY Beer Trail. Over under is 90 next week. That's a question. Uh, I don't think it's going to be 90. Right now, the Bills, I think, opened up favorites, two and a half point favorites, which is great. Freaking awesome. Uh, Bill Pienka at Bill P-I-E-N-T-K-A. Defense wins championships, but scoring 37 helps too. That's absolutely true, especially when you get one of those from your defense. C-Dub. Uh, hashtag Bills Mafia at Chris Wells 73. Oh, yeah. He's got the Kool-Aid guy. <laughs> that's it. That's my tweet. <laughs> hey, Kool-Aid. Yeah, that's a great tweet. 
It's awesome. Mike Graham at all right, Mike 13. This Bills defense is legit. Bernard deserves an apology from all of us. I'm freaking pumped. Let's go, Bills. It's great. Your boy Lettuce. I haven't seen your boy Lettuce in a minute. Welcome to the show. At boy that never was, W-A-Z. 24-hour rule. Miami isn't a joke. You don't put 70 points in a professional defense light, lightly. Yeah, you don't basically you don't take it lightly when, when, a, when a professional team does that offense, does it to a professional defense. It's true, but I still say, I still say that it's more about the Denver Broncos than it was about the Dolphins, but we're going to find out. Mrs. KCB at Ophelia FL. Big dubs, she says. So those are your tweets, Bills Mafia. And uh, with that, that is pretty much all that I've got for you for this show. So thank you so much for those of you that are still kind of hanging on with me live here at a very weird time to be doing this show. But I appreciate every single one of you that uh, that jump in. I appreciate all of you that comment. I appreciate all of you that uh, are a part of the show that, that tweet me. It's been years of this stuff. We've been doing this thing for a couple of years now. But this football team and this football game was great. I'm very much excited about what this next week is going to bring us. I'm very excited about what the rest of this season, probably the, the next five games in particular, are going to bring us when it comes to this defense and this offense and what we're going to see. Um, but take this in. Enjoy this victory. Enjoy this win. Enjoy all the conversation, all of the content creators, all the podcasts. Enjoy all the shows. Let's not start worrying about the Dolphins game until Thursday, Friday. Promise? Pinky swear. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been tuned into the overreaction sports show, Buffalo sports show. Just did it right till next week. Anyway, my name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller wired. It's so good to have every single one of you. This show is brought to you by the market dominator, John Spascheck. Please. If you're in the market to buy or sell a house, 716-570-3298. And it's always on the Buffalo rumblings vidcast network. I love you guys. I appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. I will talk to you tonight. Monday night at 8 o'clock on the Off Tackle with John Fina show. Be there or be square. Go Bills. Go Bills.